This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. They say life is about the journey, not the destination. But today on Guilty Movie Pleasures, we're all about... The Final Destination! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Oh yeah! I feel like every week my favorite part of the week is just dancing to the intro. You got the groove. Just gives me a little shimmy, yes! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, horror fans, and people who just like ridiculous movies and Guilty Movie Pleasures, we are back! This week, I have a special guest, Stephen Lemieux, usually behind the scenes. He's, he's working the things, he's doing the stuff, all important things I don't understand here at Popcorn Talk. Welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, you could probably understand them, Ben. I it, do. It's just basically I, just I looking say, at a computer screen. I should say I do all the things I ignore around here, but I just am happy when it gets done, right? Yes, it, it gets done, hopefully. You're the unsung hero. I, You're on the team of unsung heroes Well, here. You, you can sing for me. Okay. You can sing for me. <laughs> Um, I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, okay. Uh, Highway uh, to hell. I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna sing. I believe I can fly for some reason. That's the first. That does nothing to do with I, this movie. I'm on a highway to hell. We yes. gotta see the signs, Ben. I know. If that comes on the radio, I freak out. There's a gray picture on the computer. You're probably gonna be killed by something and greater. It says than... you're going incognito. Oh, which means you, someone stop looking at porn, is, Zach. Yeah. Switch to private browsing you so I can look to, at porn while you seem setting to know up sound how to go incognito pretty easily, but. So, Stephen, you're on the show today. Uh, Cameron uh, can't be here. He had a, a, his day job gig, some some gig. He had a premonition, so he's he not here. He had a premonition, yes. <laughs> he didn't so want to the, save us, though. <laughs> if the studio explodes, it's Cameron's fault. He didn't warn us. So we're talking Final Destination 2 today. Not and, 1. Um, nope, nope. I, I actually think 1 is a better film. That's why I didn't... Uh, 2 is my favorite of the series. Mm-hmm. I own all five. Um... I've been a fan of these since the beginning. They're, Two they, is the most entertaining, I think. Two, yeah, one is the best constructed film. Two is the most entertaining. Three is the weakest. Four is batshit crazy. And then five is um, sorry. hit or miss. Hit or miss for me. But five has some great, has a gymnast kill in it, which is incredible. When she flips and gets hit by the, the, the powder and freaks out and then falls and she hits and her back yeah, like goes like... creepy as hell, the oh, sound, man. When I saw that for the first time, I went, oh, the, oh, no! The bridge sequence in 5 is pretty cool, though. Oh, the bridge, yeah, yeah. yeah that, the suspension bridge, yeah. yeah. But 
Two, so, two definitely has like some of those moments where they were just like, you know what? We couldn't do this in the first one, yeah. but you know what? I hate dentists. Let's do dentists. Let's you do know what's dentist. really, really hard to watch? Somebody put their hand in a garbage. But we're not going to make it start. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to make it start. I love that because I was even watching it like, wait a minute. He's going to get his hand chopped off, right? And the, the, it's funny you mentioned the dentist because I wrote down... To me, the grossest moment in the movie is the close-up shot of the kid's mouth. Yeah, you're like, ugh. I just... Mouths close-up are disgusting. Well, They're the, all, like, slobbery and just... The inside of a mouth close-up is so I just so think, like, unnerving. the dentist drills and stuff automatically gives you, yeah. like, a bad feeling. But no, like, what's so great about these movies is that they always lead you in a direction where you're thinking of, like, the worst possible yeah. thing. So whatever they do always kind of lets you down. Because you're, like, thinking, well, in some cases it does I don't think so. I think it ke- I don't. I wouldn't say it lets me down. It just keeps making me go, how is this going to happen? How, you know, whereas in most slasher films, you kind of know, it, like Michael Myers, you know he's going to stab him somehow yeah. with a knife. Although he does get a little creative in, like, in the later films. But this one, I'm always like, I remember the first time I saw it, never did I think a plate glass window was going to crush him. The, yeah, the, you're the like, pigeons! Sun. Pigeons! Yeah. Pigeons! Oh, he's going to get pecked together. Maybe he's okay. holding bread. Maybe he's Oprah for today. But, like... It's just so elaborate. To me, This the, the death scenes in these movies remind me of Mortal Kombat fatalities in the later games, like 9 and 10. Which is so ridiculously complicated. I would love to be in the writer's room where they're just like, okay, guys, here's what's going to happen. So they're at the dentist. You think maybe the dentist is going to slip and drill through his head, or you think the mom's going to get electrocuted, or maybe a pigeon's going to pierce his face, or there's all these, like, you know, whatever. And then it's not till he goes outside and decides to be a giant dick and wave away all the pigeons that are just enjoying their... Their, their pavement time and he comes in and like runs and is like fuck you pigeons and then ah, dude hits the lever on the plate glass window practical like, practical put, your, put yourself in his shoes it's too. like he knows that this stuff's kind of going down he has a suspicion thinking? and then they're like stay away from the pigeons ah, yeah. I love we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. His first instinct when pigeons know is to go, Oh, that's the greatest thing about this movie for me are are the for the most part the deaths are practical with with like dummies and things like that or even when the guy gets sliced into pieces with the it's part cgi part practical because i watched the behind the scenes a while ago when i first got this and uh and and that just to me is what makes horror films great and uh a part of the reason i forgot to mention why we're covering this today is we wanted to do a slasher film. We wanted to do something gory and a guilty movie pleasure since uh, my wife and I, you guys have heard this a hundred times, but I'll say it again. The Funhouse Massacre came out yesterday on DVD and video on demand and iTunes and all that, and it is definitely a slasher guilty movie pleasure, and uh, the response has been awesome so far. But we decided to celebrate that release with another guilty movie franchise because God willing we'll have a Funhouse Massacre franchise. Right? That would be incredible. But... I won't plug it too much, just uh, you can check it out on Facebook. I tweet about it all the time. So if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen it. I want to focus on Final Destination 2 now. Can I just... Yes, please. Like, this scene, 
I mean, I, I, at the moment when he's in the dentist chair and the, th- the fucking fish falls into his mouth and you're just like, really? Yeah. If I was actually kind of hoping that he would die that way because you're just like, you fucking got killed by a dumb First off, it's not like the thing's blocking his airway. It's just resti- no. it's resting on his tongue like a giant sushi roll. Just like, <laughs> and why would the dentist have uh, a mobile, basically, that you would have over a baby's crib, <laughs> but of what looks like fish lures like like yeah like things you would get in a bait shop i just i what I've, kind of fucking weird dentist and he also has like a hawaiian shirt like he's or something like he's retired and in florida i would have loved for them to use the same guy who played the dentist as the creepy dude with the claws in the elevator just so you know that the dentist is as creepy as he seems we'll get to the claw guy we'll get now uh, i want to say when i first saw this i um i don't think i saw it in theaters actually i i I can't remember. I remember seeing it on DVD for sure and just laughing my ass off. And there's actually, um, there's, I think there's a commentary track where there's an audience reaction track or something. If I remember right, or I saw it somehow where I watched it with hearing the audience flip out over it. I don't know. Or maybe I was just at the movies and I don't remember, but this movie just to me is the most fun kind of horror film where it's not really scary, but it keeps you on the edge of your seat because you're just waiting for them to bite it in the craziest way. And there's so many times where they like lead you to believe oh, that's yeah. like, especially the it's gas awesome. station. They're oh, like, yeah. like, Oh my God. Like, what are you doing? You prick. Oh yeah. Sucking my junk, bitch. It's like, uh, I believe he says biatch. All right. Sorry. Biatch. But you're like, Oh, the propane can fell. Yep. Oh, the cigarettes there. Oh, the guy's working on the lights. Don't work on the lights, man. Don't work on the <laughs> lights. Light. Don't I, do it. I this these movies have ruined me for several things. <laughs> the first movie because it happens on a plane. I feel like every time I get on a plane, I'm like, huh, wait, is that feeling just me thinking of Final Destination, or am I going, or am I really having a premonition right now? Same thing with roller coasters because of Final Destination Three. I even when we were going up at Six Flags once, my wife and I were right at the top. We're in the front of the car. And I just said, I just thought of Final Destination 3 for some reason. She goes, why would you say that? And then we're like, whoa! Hoping, you know, somebody doesn't drop their camera and it dislodges the whole thing and we all go falling to our deaths. It's like you're at the store and somebody's got one of those, like, floor polishers and he's slowly going towards, like, a wire on the ground. You, like, run up and just fucking sock him in the face. (laughs) What are you thinking? God! You could have caused some kind of Rube Goldberg disaster. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, exactly. you could have set off the cereal Which oh, goes to the meat, which goes to the milk Which makes the milk go bad Which yeah. in turn kills a pregnant lady somewhere No! She should have died a year ago in some other accident Caused by some other idiot who should have died another year ago It never ends, man! What are you this, thinking? This Polishing mo- the floor This movie is basically like an elaborate game of uh, That board game Mousetrap <laughs> Where it's just like several ridiculous <laughs> things happen Especially the scene when they're all in the And we will get to covering it plot point by point, I promise. But the the scene where they're all together and he triggers and his his the the cue ball falls and rolls on a mouse trap that triggers a canoe and almost hits her. And you're like, first off, that canoe wouldn't have killed her. It just would have like knocked her unconscious. But I love those elaborate gags. I want to meet the creators of this. Well, it's called it's called them. Rube Goldberg. They they yeah. do these like elaborate. Things like Mousetrap, which was based on it. You see these like uh, Chinese YouTube channels that do like these really like thirteen minute oh, long yeah, elaborate yeah, yeah, yeah. ones. Like you're, you're watching thirteen minutes of nonsense just to be like, "What's it gonna do? What's it gonna do?" And it's like turns on a light with a little message that comes up. I watched thirteen minutes. Turn on it. Turn on the light. It worked. Oh, like you don't have a lot to do around here sometimes. I don't. Do you? No. 
Um, well, when one of your hosts doesn't show up every week, right? Oh, oh shots fired, Cameron. Cameron. See you next week. Um, the only Cam Shaft who can't show up for his own show. Just kidding. But I mean, Cameron's my dude. You gotta just imagine. You gotta watch these movies, and you just have to imagine that once death like hits a domino, he's just sitting there like, yeah, like, <laughs> is it gonna work? And then the guy escapes. Yeah, come on! I'm gonna get him a year from now. I imagine death in this, if he came out as a person, being uh, the Grim Reaper from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> that's what I think. And that's why he's like, ha ha! Yes, ah, I missed again. How about, how about Norm Macdonald's death from oh, Family Guy? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I see it and die. All right. Well, thanks. Now I got a lot of work I setting got, up yeah. this intricate plan, which screws up because you know what? You 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 stopped your car. Didn't get those. I'm gonna kill 18 other people. See, that's the thing, man. It just it ha- it's crazy. It's cr- I love how they that's a cool thing how they tie it into the first one. Now, before we get too carried away, which we already have, we're gonna do the plot in three minutes. Oh, this is gonna be a doozy. Let's see if I can remember oh everything. Oh my god. Uh, are you ready in the booth, Zach? Oh yeah. Alright, in three, two, one. So we start off, we have this daughter saying goodbye to her dad. She's like, I love you, and then her slutty friend comes and goes, I'm horny, I want whips, chains, and condoms. And then they then these two stoners are back there. There's a girl that flashes them on a bike, whatever. We're introduced to all the characters. There's like 50 of them, it seems like. They're gonna get on the freeway. Uh, the the chain falls and the, the log comes at him, kills the cop. Just this the craziest freeway crash you've ever seen. And then <gasps> the lead girl, Kimberly, she wakes up, she's like, Oh my god, we're all gonna crash. She starts seeing all the signs. She says, We gotta get out of here, we gotta get out of here. She stops the car. They they won't let anybody pass, and then the car the truck hits her friends, kills them, the cop, and all the other people survive. And then they're in the, the police station. Take it away, Steven. They're like in the police station. They're like, oh my god, this happened a year ago with the plane crash. And then suddenly people started Eugene. dying randomly. Oh my god, Eugene. They're one person. Clear. Who had that name? Like freaking clear. Clear River. But okay. And then the black dude's like, nah, dude, I don't give the shit. And runs away. Everyone else decides not yeah. to go. The pregnant lady didn't go. She was like, nah. And then for some reason, outside the interrogation room with the cop is the guy who won the lottery, who's just like, oh, I want to go. Well, Man. I'm not even here, dude. Yeah. yeah, like, I'm not even here. So then we we cut out, you know, she's she's she, talking to the cop. She's like, okay, well, you call me if anything happens. Cut to the dude who's... Who know, takes off his shirt for no reason. Yeah, he's, he's not like, even that muscular. I'm home. I got a nipple ring, Starts so let's make some, some shitty stuff, stuff and have a magnet fall on your Chinese food. Puts it in the microwave. Shit's going down. He puts on a watch. Drops Grease a ring fire. down a thing. Grease yeah. fire. Meanwhile, his arm's stuck, and he only won $250,000. Oh, anyway. God. We're, we're really... We got to speed this up. Oh, my up. God. So all the chicks are calling him. And then he goes down the fire escape. He finally gets out. And then he slips on his spaghetti that he ladder, jumped out and ladder in the eye. Okay, next we go into uh, Tim Carpenter. He's the guy at the dentist. You know, yeah, the yeah. mom doesn't believe it, but she watches on the news. And they go to the dentist anyway because that's what you do. And then he the scares pigeons the pigeons seen, and then he gets crushed. Class. Then we get the Nora yeah. Carpenter. They're all back at the hotel yeah. and they're like trying to do it, but the black dude leaves and Nora yeah, leaves because she wants to be with her husband. And then the, the bitchy girl gets, uh, it's like, I'm out. Or no, no, the bitchy girl's like, I'm out of here too. And they're in the elevator and then she gets stuck. Her head gets stuck in the elevator, the mom, and she gets pinned in there and it's just pulling her up. She gets decapitated. Decapitated. And then the, the bitchy girl comes back and goes, can we please find the pregnant woman now? And then they go. They go on this basic road trip together. And they, she has this premonition about drowning. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? They, they're they going. They, they Their tire up, goes out. The white yeah, van they, runs them off the road. They pull then, over the pregnant woman. Then they put her in jail. Then her water breaks in jail. They're about to careen towards each other. They swerve off the road. You think everything's okay. Then one kid gets saved who happens to be on the farm. Oh, God, I'm going to finish this. Here we go. Okay. He's on the farm. And then uh, then what happens is uh, a series Jaws of, of life happen. hit the 
airbag, yep. kills her. Kills her with the airbag. Then the other guy's like, hey, hide all my porn. So barbed wire in the face. Barbed wire splits him in like three porns. Like, oh my god, what's happening? They go to the hospital. They're like, we gotta save Eugene. We gotta find the pregnant woman. Oh my god, the pregnant woman wasn't supposed to die. She actually survived in my vision. I just forgot. Until clear the walks very, up to the door, opens the door, it blows up, kills clear. Eugene, gets double blown, kill, double kill. And then she's like, I know what I have to do. New life. That's what Tony Todd said that we forgot. He has a really creepy cameo. Then she's like, ah, I gotta drown myself. She drowns herself, comes back. She's beat death. And yeah, we're all good. And let's chill. go have a barbecue with the kid. Go get saved. And, and then the, the kid kids blows up. Explodes. And, the and then the arm hits in the mouth. <laughs> That was a pretty uh, thorough um, explanation. <laughs> and we can go home. Thank you. That's our show, right, everybody. I'll see you guys right. later. Um, yeah, let's talk about this fucking oh lottery God. winner scene. Because well, this is the most comical scene. <laughs> yeah, then I want to talk about the car crash because it's the greatest scene oh, in the yeah. movie. But let's talk about the lottery winner first because he is the world's biggest douchebag. It's know like... What? They he's like, got a shitty apartment, and you're ugh. like, oh, he's a lottery winner. He's so lucky. He goes back home. The The sign of having just won the lottery is carrying a fucking iMac and two brown bags. And he got a, a new, really gaudy Rolex and what looks like a horseshoe ring. Because he's diamonds. lucky. Diamonds. Oh, oh, God, I hate so this guy. So it says, hey, E, because his name is Evan. Oh. So it's death saying, hey, Evan. Then the uh. H falls into his low main, puts it in the freaking microwave. So great. <laughs> Yeah, I love that a ma- like a child's letter magnet falls into his low main and then explodes the microwave. Well, it's metal. Yeah. Don't don't ask insane clown posse how it works because okay. they won't know. It just it doesn't make any sense. But and then the grease fire starts and you're thinking, oh, his hand's gonna get chewed up and then he's but then he gets out. Unscathed. But like, who whose first instinct is, oh, there's a grease fire. It's contained in that pan. Let me take a towel and just start. Fucking hitting it with a towel. It's just, and then his his extinguisher runs out, and he's just like, "Oh man, I should have kept this full." Like the windows what? close randomly. How many, how many grease fires has he had where this extinguisher is on empty? I, like I don't know anyone whose fire extinguishers. You on think empty. he keeps an up to date fire extinguisher though? They do expire. I, you're ben. right. They he, expire. And he's renting, so maybe the person. This before is fire him, safety 101. Guys, Replace your fire extinguishers every two years. Everybody go home. Make sure your fire extinguisher. Hell, I don't even know if we have one now that I think we about do. it. We do. We do. We have one in the back. Yeah. I don't know. Here, I'm saying at my own. Just place. in case Cameron did have his premonition, <laughs> we need to use <laughs> it. So then he has one of the funniest death scenes in the movie because he fall. He gets out the fire escape, falls down the ladder. The ladder jolts and he falls and he's laying there and it comes and it stops right here and he's like, so glad that didn't, and then just pierces his eyeball. But I I like that like everything starts from the moment he throws his spaghetti out the window. It's like death sees him, throws his spaghetti, and he's like... I'm going to kill you spaghetti. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, because he slips on the spaghetti. Yeah, right? he's yeah. just like, you know what? You threw your leftovers out, you prick. It I'm going to kill you circle. with motherfucking spaghetti. Yeah, there's a ch- it's called a trash can, asshole. I've cursed way too much on this episode. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, we got to mark this as a. Explicit. Explicit? Yeah, um, it's explicit. So, so, okay, the car crash. Let, so, yeah, this, this first pile up, that scene alone is why this is. I think this has my favorite disaster premonition moment in any of the movies. The rest of them yeah. are great, but this one. This one changed bananas. changed driving on the highway forever. Well, if you ever see a uh, yeah. truck with logs on it, you will not drive no. behind it. You always like are like, I'm going to get in front of this truck immediately before Final Destination I, 2 happens. I wrote down everything that happens. So there's a random biker chick who flashes her boobs for no reason. And then the biker guy in front goes, fuck you. Like, like it's their fault. His girl flashed them like, hey, don't look at her tits. Even if she shows them. I don't care. Fuck you, man. It They're was my tits. Really strange. Hey. She could show, but you can't look. And then um, there's a burning joint that he throws out that falls on the bitchy girl's car. Yeah, uh, uh, Kat, Kat Jennings. Uh, and then she's like, ah, whatever, okay. And then there's a drinking trucker. There's the coked out guy um, who is, 
who is that? Rory. Rory's the coked out guy. There's the cop with the coffee cup that's da- that's you know moving around. There, it's just like every single cliche you can find. It's like they're literally just driving in Hollywood. Yeah. Because every driver yeah. is just the worst driver ever. The cop's an idiot. Doesn't have a covered yeah. coffee cup. He got the beer truck. He's drinking, and it's like, yeah. you know what? This should surprise me, but I've lived in L.A. for almost five years, so I'm kind of like, you know, yeah, I, I kind of know to expect these things, you yeah. know. I was gonna say when I when I watched this back in 2003 when it came out, I was still back in Ohio, so this was a shocking thing. Like, why would anyone do this on the freeway? Now it's just like, oh yeah, that, that was that happened on the way. Oh, yeah, road beers. Here. Everyone knows what road beers are. A roadie, it, a road. Soda. It did make me so like freaking. Um, what's the word? Passionate about making sure no water bottles fall near my feet, though. Right? Because I'm just like, that. oh, my God. Because she tries to hit the brakes, and the water bottle stops, and she can't, and the car just flips. So, it's, okay. it's great marketing for Aquafina, you know? Yeah. We will get you in a car accident. We will get you murdered. So, uh, here, so I said... Also, the transmission fluid was leaking, but that literally didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. Didn't pay off. It just looked like blood, and that ominous was ominous. music. So, I, I wrote down what ha- the chain of events. There's a tree trunk to the face to the cop that smashes through the back window and just blood pours out. Hilarious. Awesome. There's the bicyclist that falls off uh, the bicyclist. There's a motorcycle dude who falls off the motorcycle, hits one of the logs, and then the motorcycle comes careening towards him and smashes him. That's More Eugene. More insane amount of blood. Uh, there's... Wait, shit, I just lost it. There's the mother and son who roll in their car. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then there's the, uh, the track... <laughs> The one car gets hit by a trash truck and explodes. And then the best thing is that the uh, the lottery winner Spencer they're flipping. Yeah, the lottery winner or Spencer, Evan, Evan. Evan is burning, and he's like, ah! And then the car comes out T one thousand style. Like, <laughs> You're like, why is that truck still going he's, forward? He has no. He's like, I have to make a delivery. <laughs> out of the way. I wish it was the pregnant woman in the truck who just oh, like so drive through everything. My other favorite moment is when the car with all the friends is flipping. It's so clear that the blonde girl's head is sticking, sticking out, out of the, of the, and the sunroof. Out the other way. Her head's sticking out of the sunroof. Then when they cut to them crash, they're all like, ow. And she's like, oh, my God. She's still alive after her head was, like, full on just out as this car is doing yeah. barrel roll after barrel. And then the truck that comes T-1000-ing at him just... Then she wakes up. Ah! And she starts to see all the signs again, which is my favorite part of these movies when they're like, no, no, no. And then you're like, who's going to get it? Who's, who's she going to save? And then she saves everybody by blocking the the on-ramp, except, and this shocked me. For some reason, they can still get hit. I, yeah, yeah, I, I for, totally forgot that I they forgot got that happened. And when you just see the cop running up in slow motion behind, I call him more boring Wes Bentley. When he comes running up behind her and then tackles her out of the way, and then it's like, I'm whoa. thinking that's another premonition at this point. I'm like, oh, she's having yeah. another premonition because yeah. he just saw 180 seconds. Nope. Ah. Nope. And then just her friends get obliterated. I love how they do such a good job of like, oh, here's this main character. Here's her blonde friend that's hilarious. You'll see her murdered in some really crazy way. And then, here's their stoner friends. Oh, they're kind of likable. He saw tits. Oh, let's get to know him. Yeah. Dead! Yeah. Forget about it. You're like, okay. See ya. It's like the new Friday the 13th reboot where they establish this entire group of teenagers in the first 20 minutes, then murder all of them. And you're like, what? I th- those were the characters. Guess oh. not. Well, they get their sag awesome. dudes anyway. I love uh, that. I like so, how she pulled her car to be like sideways, and it's still on the on ramp, but somehow, somehow still it gets moves it. like into the highway for the truck to Makes hit. Makes no it. sense. Yeah. The um, so there's a couple sound clips I wanted to play from the beginning. Uh, there's uh, the maybe the last day of your life. Today may be the last day of your life. I believe it's this ominous. So, this is crazy. Oh. You're saying that we should be on guard every morning when we leave the house. That's exactly. This is the beginning what I'm of the saying. movie. 
exactly it. And in order to survive, the only way to survive is to look beneath the visible world. Oh, that's easy. Because in the end, no one can escape death. Sounds like a credible scientist. Today may be your day to die. Thank you. Oh, it's just as easy as looking beneath the physical world. As easy as one, two, three. Just look beneath the the world. world. (laughs) And today may be your day to die. You know, um, I went bungee jumping for my friend's bachelor party. And uh, I was real nervous about it, and they, they said that there's never been an accident and in bungee jumping or anything like that, and I was super nervous, and the one girl there was really nice, she was being very nurturing, and then one of the guy workers thought it was funny to mess with me, and when I got up there and I was about to jump, he looked at me and he said, And today may be your day to die. And I was like, what the f- Dude, that's terrifying. I, I, have a, I have an experience like that as well. You know, I was going to, uh, I was down I in- I survived. I was down in Irvine, you mm-hmm. know, not, not the nicest place, but you know, I was going to a jack-in-the-box. It was like three. A.M. Walk into the Jack in the Box, and I'm like, "Oh, what's this? It's like called the Cluster Heart Burger." I'm like, "Okay, cool." He's like, "Okay, it's got four patties, three pieces of bacon, some onions, some pickles, ketchup, mayo, and..." And today may be your day to die. I was sold. I was sold. <laughs> oh God, no, no. Oh, that's the worst. That's like the um, the double down from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh my God, it's no or it's chicken. I ate one of those for a comedy sketch once, and I had so much sodium in my belly, I just looked at my friends who had eaten it, too, because we were all making this sketch about a fake commercial, and we looked at each other, and we just said, And today may be your day to die. And then we just chugged a lot of water, and we were fine. We were fine. Yeah, I mean, there was this one time we were at the hospital for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. The kid had just met with John Cena, and he was super happy, and I was just like, you know what? This This is the best thing that happened in your life, and... And today may be your day to die. I hate that one. Instantly, instantly brought his energy back down. <laughs> I'm going to move on after that one. <laughs> you can't have him going too high. <laughs> Stephen Lemieux, everybody. <laughs> Stephen Lemieux, bring it up. Make a wish foundation on the show. Can't see uh, me. We here at Popcorn Talk do not uh, support the views of Stephen Lemieux <laughs> and his Make a Wish Foundation joke. All right. So then we meet. <laughs> The daughter. Hearing are those of the host solely, not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. That's fantastic that you have that at the ready. Uh, that was much better than mine. Uh, so we meet the daughter and the dad, and the dad's super worried about her. And then her friend shows up and says, "The horny line. Can we play that? Can you switch back to that?" She, she's. Oh, first off, this. Can we go get the guys? I'm getting horny. <laughs> she is every father's worst nightmare for your daughter's best friend. Dude. Like, even if you're joking, there's seriousness to yeah, that. Yeah, but the dad's mom had already died, so he could totally get that. Yeah? Or the dad's wife had already died, so he could totally get that. Oh, hit the Hit friend? the friend, yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't want to... Any, still, any father, he's a loving father. He doesn't seem like a skis ball one. He doesn't. He doesn't seem like a skis ball one. But, you know what? I gotta say, like, throughout the movie, I'm very surprised with how quickly... Uh, what's her face? What's her name? The main character's name. I'm totally Kimberly. Kimberly. I'm I'm so surprised with how quickly Kimberly just accepts the fact that her friends all died in this yeah, horrific accident. Like, moves she, on. She, yeah, she's just like, all right, I'm gonna focus on me. I need some me time. To, guys, you all died in a terrifying accident. There's no funeral. There's nothing. Just no. I'm moving on. I'm gonna save these strangers, guys. Yeah, we all need to go in a support group together. Forget my friends. But that's the thing with horror films is you know since. We wrote one too. You got it. It's a tough balance where you're like, yes, in a realistic world, you would have her mourn her friends, but then you'd have an hour and a half of mourning. Boring. Let's go kill some more people in a slasher film. Yeah, but even even at the end, like the ending is so ridiculous because <laughs> yeah. they're all like, 
Let's have a barbecue. We're not in therapy for the horrifying things we just did. And witnessed. how did they, and I know we're skipping way ahead, but we might as well talk about it. They didn't know any of those people at the barbecue. Right? Those people at the barbecue were just, they happened to crash into their front yard and then have two people brutally die in their front yard. And now they're hanging out like it's, oh, it's Uncle John and Farmer Bill and Timmy or whatever. They put, out a, they Brian, put out a Craigslist sorry. ad for like uh, like-minded interests. And one was people who have seen people be bisected by barbed wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happen to be the same people? Uh, who would have thought? You mean trisected. Trisected. You're yes. right. You're right. Trisected. I, I didn't even know. It's only because you haven't listed here. And we didn't get the delete. There should have been a deleted scene of her like going to his house and like dumping out all of oh, these terrifying so porn and like that'd be so funny. It, have to be like, we're jumping around, but can we play that clip? The throw out my porn clip. So this is a bit here before you play it while you look for it. This Rory is a, this is a serious moment between Rory and Kimberly after Cat uh, uh, has died with an airbag impaling her and shoving her head onto it. He's like, you know, he, he's like, you're gonna die bef- after me, right? And he's, you think it's gonna be this really sincere moment, and then this happens. And if I die, um. She throwed all my drugs and my paraphernalia, my, my porn. porno. <laughs> Anything that's gonna break my mom's heart. I got a nice sixty-one play. And you know what? There. He plays that so perfectly because it's just the right amount of funny and sincere that I buy it, but it's hilarious. And tell me, you back in the day or whenever have never thought of like. Anything you own that could be embarrassing. Now, you know, I'm married, so... Well, they have those, like, bracelets that say, delete my browser history on them in case, like, somehow you die and you need your browser history erased. (laughs) Those are people that don't know how to delete their own browser history. Don't let my parents know what a fucking pervert I am. Please, for the love of God. (laughs) My parents... I'm pretty sure this guy's parents know he's a perverted drug user. (laughs) He, He just screams it. He doesn't really hide it. He... He, I mean, come on. He look at his haircut alone, or lack thereof, I should say. So then, um, now we we get out of here. They're all at the police station. We just had this big uh, a car accident, and Eugene gives them the spooky speech, which is just awesomely stereotypical about horror films, where it's because this movie's like a slasher film, but the slasher instead of Jason or Michael Myers is an unseen death. It's basically a breeze. That causes crazy shit to happen. And not like The Happening. No, and not like The Happening. Better than The Happening. So, Eugene, can we play Eugene's spooky speech, please? My premonition was just like his. What are you talking about? Come on. Surely you must have read about the kid who had a dream about a plane blowing up, so he got all his buddies off the plane, and then the thing blew up just like in his dream. Yeah. Yeah, but did you hear what happened after so a month goes by, right? Everything seems cool. But then all the survivors start to die one by one. Oh, Eugene is so cool. When your number's up, your number's up, right? You know, some people even said that death itself was stalking them, hunting each one down until they were all dead. <laughs> <laughs> Like for it's the guy so who bad. doesn't believe in any of this shit, he certainly knows, he knows a, a lot. lot. <laughs> like, like he's like he's probably just like smoking a joint, like reading up on this stuff all the time. <laughs> That's a really good point because he's the one that calls bullshit the rest of the yeah. movie, and yet he clearly knows the most about it, and should be the one that goes, "Wait, no, all this stuff that happened 
in the story I told in the beginning is happening now. And let's skip to later where we, we got this POV from him. Can we play the bullshit clip now? The, uh, what did I label it? Uh, I never remember what I label stuff. It's always fun. It's yeah. always fun. Oh, uh, My Ass is Alive. Can we play that one? Okay, okay. Look, I gotta call bullshit. Shit. I mean, I've sat here and listened to all your theories and all your stories, and I think it's just all bullshit. Yep. Call it what you want. It'll keep your ass alive. Darling, my ass is alive, huh? Has been all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. That's the best. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, I went to, um, I got stopped by uh, one of those, uh, it's going to be controversial, by a, <laughs> by a Scientologist. And, Ooh, scary. and they were like, they, they were like, do you want to do a stress test? And I didn't know what they were yet when I first moved out here. I was like, oh, I feel stressed. I'll, I'll do a stress test. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. I just moved out here. And they started asking me questions. They were like, do you, does this stress you out? I was like, yeah, yeah. And whatever. Anyways, we get to the end of it and they're like, do you feel alive? Are you really alive? And I looked at this woman because I was getting fed up with it. And I finally thought it was bullshit. I looked at her and I said, okay, okay. Look, I got to call bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here listening to all. Do we have the shorter one of just my what ass happened? is alive? So, anyways, I look at this woman and I say, My ass is alive, huh? Has been all day. My you know, ass is alive. You know, I, was, I love uh, that instead of playing it, Zach was like, fuck it, I'm gonna cut it halfway. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well, no one will notice if we bail on it. You know, Ben, I, uh, I, all your labeling of these clips, every time I get them, <laughs> so I terrible. just, I, I look at them, and then we're during the show, and I'm just like, okay, okay, look, I gotta call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I tr- what the problem is, is that I change the name from my notes to that sometimes. Oh, it's so dumb. It's you know, so dumb. I, uh, I was walking down the street once, and I met a homeless guy who was mm-hmm. like, hey, can I have some change? Can I have some change? Mm-hmm. And I threw some change into his cup and randomly, like this is completely random, I was teleported back to the 16th century. What? And I was a farmer on a plot of land. There was some livestock nearby. And I walk up to the dude and I trade him three corn beans for a mule. And I'm walking down the street and that my mule just deal. drops down. Yeah, he just drops on the ground. And I think he's sleeping or something. Someone comes and like, is your mule dead? And I'm like, darling, my ass is alive, huh? <laughs> Has been all day. I see what you did there. <laughs> I was sitting here going, how is this going to connect? Oh, you used the hey. animal term for ass. I'm not going to try and top that one. Plus, there's still plenty of show left. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. So we had the spooky speech. We already talked about Evan the douchebag. I, I want to talk about the hit by the airbag because I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just skip let that. me just put it on silent yeah. mode. Because <laughs> she's stuck in here. She survived. I love that you were so enthusiastic about it. You fired off your headphones. Just imagine being that firefighter when oh you're like, God. "I'm going to make this snarky comment." This bitch. <laughs> oh shit! I just committed manslaughter on action. Kind of killed her. Jaws of life. Jaws of death? He's like, I got a funny Uh, story for you, grandchildren. (laughs) I murdered a woman with a comment and a hard shove of the jaws of life into her car. (laughs) Yeah, because you think she's going to get killed from this crazy car wreck. She's pinned in there by a a piece of log. A tree limb that somehow shoots through the door. That seems impossible, but... um, at, at, then the, the PVC pipe comes through, and she, it's like this terribly sharp her. thing. You're like, <gasps> just misses her. You, if I were, if I were in that seat, I would be having my head against the back of the car at all yeah, times. Yeah, I would have been like this, 
the whole time. I'm not going to be like, hey, can you please be a little softer with that as I line up directly with this <laughs> thing that could kill me? Oh, the I'd airbag like, didn't hey, go off. Hey, be softer with that, all right? Oh, good. Oh, I might have, you might have skimmed your shoulder or something. Yeah. That's it. Not oh. good on her part. So she gets a PVC pipe through the head. Which blew is, her mind. It blew her mind. And then, but let's skip back to the, the, when Kimberly goes to visit Clear Rivers. Oh. Allie Larder's character, who, God bless Allie Larder. I, I like her as an actress, but her name in this movie, Clear Rivers, and the dialogue she's given is, is the worst thing so ever. So bad. But so good at the same time because I love it. I it's love, like, okay, I love you can come back for the sequel, but we're going to have monkeys right for you. Yeah, we're going to, because you're in a padded room where you're keeping yourself safe from everyone else and uh, and from yourself and death, which I'm sure death would, death is pretty, you know, industrious. They would have figured out a way to kill her in this padded room. Yeah, like a plane just should have, like but, the plane or yeah. the, whatchamacallit, the car should yeah. have just driven through the building and killed her. But death's plan doesn't mean in kill, cl- killing other people, so I see maybe that's what it was. But Obviously. Anyways, so we got watch out for the signs. So Kimberly goes and talks to her, and in typical awesome horror movie fashion, everybody talks to her very cryptically. And can we play the watch for the signs clip? Wait, with Mel Gibson watch, Joaquin Phoenix? Watch for signs. Watch for signs. Zach's lost. Again, that's... Not. <laughs> what is it called? Called it. What is it called? Oh fuck it. Whatever. So she tells her to watch for signs. Who I, cares? I love how she has a padded room and she yeah. won't let any paper clips or anything in. But she's got her fucking wall full of papers that are like pinned up with, with like red tape. And you're like, something's in there. So, anyways, she has this very ominous speech. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I cut that one because we had too many sound clips. And uh, and she's like. You have to watch for the signs. Have you ever had a breeze or heard a song on the radio? And it's like, Highway to Hell. That was the song. Oh. So now it freaks me out anytime anything on the radio comes on. And I'm like, oh, like it's a little uh, Like awkward. let the bodies hit the floor. And not that I ever listen to any radio station that would play that garbage. But like songs like that, when they hit the floor or when, when they hit the radio, you're like, huh. Ugh, is that a sign? Should I get off the road right now? Yeah, it's like when you go to church for that one time in the year and you're on your way there and Don't Stop Believing comes on. You're like, should I go every Sunday? It, it's it's a fluke. 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 Yeah. I'll go next year. On the way home, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of on the way home. Son of a preacher man plays. Oh my god! I guess I should do this. So um, so then the kid. We talked about the kid in the dentist office. This happens before they go see Tony Todd. But uh, we already talked about how he gets the 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 filling and the his mouth filling looks and the rubber crazy. fish in his mouth and then the plate glass window. My favorite death in the whole movie. It's crazy. Then they go visit Tony Todd. Real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, please. The fucking pigeon's just ramming into the window. What is You're like, what is going on? They are just kamikazeing that dentist. I'm going to have this glass replaced. Like, why don't you have a solve the problem instead of just replace the glass? Just, yeah. Like, can you imagine having a dentist, like, doing stuff on your teeth like this and then suddenly just, you are like, jerk it. Yeah. Ow! Ow! I've had a couple times where they scrape a little too close to the gum. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. I was expecting something like the end of Dead Space with like the eye thing where it just jams through the the head. Like video game? Yeah, like with the the needle. He's got the needle in his hand. Spoiler alert. It's not really a story spoiler or anything. It's just a really, really graphic moment in the game. But like with the needle, I expect (laughs) to like go into his eye or something. You're like, what's going to happen? Oh, a fish falls in his mouth. I sometimes wish if they make a Final Destination, Destination 6, I hope that they mangle this sounds really weird but I, it, it'd be fun to it'd be fun to see them get harmed by something and then ultimately killed by something else like if Eugene's or Evan's hand had gotten a little chewed up by the garbage disposal and then he's running around with like this this limp hand and then he climbs down the fire escape and slips because his hand's a nub 
would have been hilarious. Or if this kid, like you said, gets a gets a needle in the eyeball first, and then he's outside like, oh, man, I'm so glad I survived that. Pigeons! Then he'd be even a bigger <laughs> asshole if he just got a needle in the eye, and he's like, pigeons! Fuck you guys! <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna move I'm on from horny. <laughs> oh god, <Whoa>. pigeons! <laughs> oh, that was that made me feel so uncomfortable. So then Tony Todd, they go visit him, and he is he's he's in the first one. He's he shows up in a few of these. I don't know if it's every one, but I know he shows up in like three or four of them out of the five. And he's this uh, mortician. He, no. he or, or yeah, and he cremates bodies. And he is the creepiest man ever. I love Tony Todd. It's it's amazing. His character is so weird in this. Because you have to imagine like the audition for this. He, and he got an offer. The, only. And no, it's just the the freaking the freaking dialogue. Like, okay, read this line yep. where it's like death death is after you. And like, I'm sure they saw a hundred people going, death is after you. And then Tony Todd gets it. Death is after you. In the end of a scene, when he goes, Kimberly, and she goes, How do you know my name? And he just turns and goes, Smiles at the camera. It's just like, wah, wah, wah. He's you feel great. like you need to change your clothes. Everything like, I'm saying about because I love Tony Todd. It's He's amazing. Awesome. But so, can we play Dead But Fresh? I know I have that. He, this is what he says. Dead, oh. But fresh yet still. Fresh. So, this is when they first meet him, and he has a Evan's body. One of the people that they know is dead, laying there, and he pulls off the nipple ring. He just like he just rips it off, and then he looks at Kimberly. And can we play that one more time? Dead, yet still fresh. You know, I went to a, a sushi bar one time, and they had the shrimp where it's so fresh that they bring it out, and it's been cut in it's half. Like moving. And the, the antennas are still Oof. moving on the shrimp. And I got real freaked out by it. And I was like, ah, you know, I'll just take a shrimp tempura roll. Can you take this back? And they were like, no, no, no. It's the best thing on the menu because it's dead. Yet still fresh. And then I was like, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to be the next dead yet still fresh. So I'm going to eat it and get out of here. You know, it was really it was really terrifying because I was I was out swimming in the ocean once. Mm-hmm. And it was me and my friend. And there was like shark nearby and we were scared to death, right? Mm-hmm. The shark didn't actually attack us, but in our running away, my friend swallowed some water, so I dragged him out of the ocean. I was trying to save him. I was doing CPR. I breathed into his mouth. And little did I know that he was chewing gum, which was orbit gum, and after I finally gave up, my friend my other friend who was on the beach watching is like, is he alive? He's like Dead. It's still Hey, at least he died with minty mouth. So then he gives this big speech where in awesome horror movie fashion, which is, I love these tropes of horror films. They're some of my favorite things. There are things you will notice in Funhouse Massacre. So I'm not making fun of these tropes. I'm calling them out because they're there for a reason. Because it, it sets up things in a fun way. You're not supposed to take these kind of movies seriously. They're slasher films. You're supposed to go with your friends, drink a beer, and laugh your ass off, and get grossed out. And that's the point. And that's why I love this movie. But he has this big cryptic speech about the balance of death. Can we play the that? Ripple. The balance. Some people say there's a balance to everything. This is so long, too. For every life, there's a death. For every death, there is a life. But the introduction of life that was not meant to be, that can invalidate the list. The list. Death. There's a list now. Start anew. Which is awesome because, like, if if somebody is going through the most traumatic thing imaginable, <laughs> all her friends dying and then everybody else getting picked off. You just want somebody to be straight with you. Don't fucking talk like you're the Riddler from Gotham, like just, or Batman. Just don't. Come on, like just give it to me straight, because then the whole the whole rest of the movie they're chasing the pregnant woman because they think she's the answer, and it turns out in her vision 
The pregnant woman was never supposed to die, so then she realizes finally at the end, oh, I have to drown myself and die and come back, and then it resets the list. Just tell her that, Tony Todd. Give her multiple options. Can I Can I just tell you, though, we were, I was out at a restaurant the other day in L.A. They're always on these fad diets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was with my friend. She's a vegan. And the, the waiter's like, do you want to do the steak? Or do you want lobster? And my friend just looks right in the waiter's eye, just looks right in his eye and says this. Some people say there's a balance to everything. For every life, there's a death. For every like, death, oh, this is the last there is a life. time I used Tinder. But the introduction of life that was not meant to be. Check, that can check, validate please. the list. Check, please. Forced death to start anew. Sorry, I thought you had vegan She was option. a freak in the bed, though. <laughs> she definitely had the salad, Vegan though. on the street? Freak in the bed. <laughs> the waiter comped our meal. <laughs> Went home and killed himself. It's still fresh. So then we end on Tony's creepy smile. How do you know my name? And then we, we're at a gas station where you already described all the crazy shit happening. And then the kids bump into, uh, or they're smoking. Smoking a cigarette, and she grabs him. Allie Larder grabs him, and it's like, what are you doing, you idiot? And can we play the suck on my junk? (laughs) I'm thinking suck on my junk, biatch. Little punk. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, we're going to play this again, but specifically listen to Allie Larder, how she says it, because it sounds like she's kind of interested. Like, little punk, Mm -hmm. I'm mad, but maybe. Can we play that again? I'm thinking suck on my junk, biatch. Little punk. And why, why does he say, first off, suck on my junk, which I've never heard anyone say suck my junk. Well, they probably had cock, but then the the people were like, we're going to have to raise the rating. No. Because all of this violence is fine, but you can't have the cock word. It's in biatch, too. So it's like, he's like, he's one of those straight edge kids that only smokes cigarettes and uses light swear words. It's funny because I I see that I'm watching the movie and he looks just like that, like. Redneck gangster kid from YouTube is like, ratata, ratata. So I don't even know what that is. I'm not cool enough. Look, look up ratata, ratata, okay. redneck, and okay. you'll find this video of this kid who's like, yo, I got my piece, ratata, ratata. It's the most ridiculous thing you'll ever see. I, I would do an improv round with suck on my junk, biatch, but um, I, I actually have one. Oh, you do? I do have one. Do one. So yeah. I was at a bar uh, mm-hmm. the other day, and don't tell my girlfriend, but you know, okay, I was hitting I, on girls. I, I was her, so. I was talking to girls, and you know, this girl comes up to me, and she's like, oh, are you a salesman? And I'm like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I create products. I like to sell things to companies. I pitch them. I was like, oh, well, what's, your, what's your latest pitch? I'm like, well, I, I started a candy company. And you know what gobstoppers are? They're jawbreakers, right? Well, I started a new brand of jawbreakers. And you know what? Get this. It has an amazing slogan. And she's like, what's the slogan for your jawbreaker company? And I just looked her in the eye and I said, I'm thinking suck on my junk, biatch. Little punk? Yeah, I mean, she was interested. It went so well, because she said, little punk? I'm kind of interested. Oh, my God. They're way too elaborate. I'm like a Rube Goldberg of bullcrap. I love it. I love it. It sounds like you scripted these. They're so good. Mine are just total nonsense. So they put the APB out on the pregnant woman. She's arrested because they're like, you stole this van. Which they can't just tell her, like, hey, some bad shit's going on. We just need you to stay here and stay calm. You forgot the best line before this. Oh, yeah. Wait a second. I forgot. I'm a cop. (laughs) How are we going to find her white van? Wait a second. I forgot. Oh, yeah. For more boring West Bentley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a cop. So... I'm like, does he have a shift or anything, or can he just show up and use their resources whenever? Because he puts in, I love it that he puts out an APB on the pregnant woman, and then the next scene, they're all in the apartment, and the very next line of dialogue is him on the phone checking about the APB he just put out in the scene before, as if, like, 
we forgot 30 seconds of the movie. Like, you don't need to check in again. We, we, know. Yeah, we know. Unless, I'll bet there was more scenes that they cut out. They're like, this might be straight to TV. There's going to be a commercial break. <laughs> There's going to be a commercial break. <laughs> so then... What the hell was that? I thought Final Destination was... <laughs> Listen to the sign! Cameron, you bastard! So then there's the... We, we talked about the apartment scene where he's like, this is bullshit, we already went over that. Who hangs a canoe like that, though? Just like in the center of your room on the ceiling, ready Who to knows? fly down at any moment? It doesn't make any sense. And they start, like, death-proofing the, the room in a very short moment. They, like, they basically just show them, like, duct tape the sockets clo- uh, covered, and then they put all the sharp objects in a closet. It's like this is the end where they just take the yeah. duct tape and put yeah. it over the yeah. gigantic... Exactly. This is gonna stop death. And then eventually it all disassembles and Eugene leaves, calling bullshit. And then we talked about the mom getting decapitated. Hilarious. So they go looking for the pregnant woman. And um, First of all, why did they let Nora leave, the mom? Because you're like, yeah. she's the next to die. Yeah. So if she dies, all of us can randomly die at any time. Why are you going to... Yeah. I'd tie that bitch to a chair and yeah. leave her in a room with padded walls. Yep. I'd be like, you're they, staying here. None of them, because Eugene tries to shoot himself and he can't. For six blanks? That never happens. That's impossible. Yeah, six discharge discharges? No, that's the wrong. Six, yeah, blanks. It's not a they're they're not like blanks. Duds, 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 duds. Duds. Yeah, duds. Dis- discharges is a whole different thing. Uh, okay, yeah, I know. I got to wrap this up soon because uh, I got to run somewhere. But uh, so then the water break scene happens, and can we play the clip? So she breaks her her water breaks in the jail cell with this awesome, hilarious deputy that I wish was the main cop because he's right? so funny in like the two scenes. Not that this other actor's bad, they just didn't give him a lot to do, except just look handsome. But so, I get out of here, I'm going to sue him. That is such oh a gross sound. What? What now? My water just broke. What? My water, it just broke. I'm going to have my baby. No, not here. No, you can't do this to me. Don't just stand there. Get me to a hospital. Just give me a second to think. Um, I am not going to have my baby uh, in a jail cell. Get me to the hospital. Okay, okay. Just- you know, I uh, I heard that actually when Lindsay Lohan was in prison, little known fact, she was actually pregnant. And oh. her water broke. And the deputy was like, hey, you, you know, you've been in here several times. I can't just let you leave. This could be an elaborate way for you to escape. And she screamed at him. I am not going to have my baby uh, in a jail cell. TMC covered that up, though. Like, nobody knows about it. Just me, somehow. Yeah, I mean, when I was... Uh- I, I was doing a documentary about like mm. death row inmates, and one of the, unfortunately, one of the requests was to have a baby, to have a live baby as their last meal, and you know we have to, we have to give in to the request because you know Your they're on death row. So, dark. <laughs> so we we bring the live child to the jail cell, and the death row inmate, after we go through the process of kidnapping a child to bring it to him, he all he's all he has to say for all our trouble is. I am not going to have my baby uh, in a jail cell! So we return the baby to its mother. And oh, good. Okay, it has a happy <laughs> ending. <laughs> Thank Christ that that wasn't like the Make-A-Wish. <laughs> so, so then, uh, the water break scene, the car wreck happens that we talked about, uh, impaled, the dude gets sliced up by... Barbed wire. But, so it, this big explosion happens because the woman who gets impaled drops her cigarette after she's dead, and it hits this gas that's been leaking from the news van that leads all the way up to these tanks that blow up the barbed wire fence and trisects this guy, and it's awesome. Rory's death is one of it's hilarious and ridiculous and gory and so silly. But um, it's my favorite since the the light room in Resident Evil. Oh, that's a good one too. With yeah. The, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. 
So then they go to the hospital. They find out that that she. Fi- this is something where Kimberly, her vision finally clicks, and she goes, "The pregnant woman was supposed to be. She wasn't supposed to die. We've had this all wrong." And then before she can warn Eugene and clear, Eugene's getting his oxygen pulled away because he had a punctured lung from the car yeah. wreck. And his oxygen's getting pulled away, and it's filling up the room, and he's like, no, no, no. And then the electric, um, the socket sparks and causes a backdraft explosion where poor Clear's body just comes launching at them. And it, and I was bummed that they killed Clear. I love that they, they trick they, you, though, because they're like, oh, the baby's born. We stopped Dr. Kalarji and that bitch. And now the baby's born. We're good. Okay, yeah. he, the battery power comes back yeah. on. The nice symphonic music. The, the dude is just, Eugene's like... Yeah, oh, I got oxygen. Gonna I'm be good. good. Oh, but the plug never came out, so it sparks when she opens the door, and boom. Yep. I love how they did the slow motion cool, of her face, yeah. like kind of disintegrating. It's a cool twist to have, and then she drowns herself and comes back to life, and she goes David Carradine, but it doesn't has, come back. It has the greatest ending ever, where they're like we said, where they're having dinner or a picnic <laughs> with this family. I totally also, forgot about this scene the, when I watched also it. Also witnessed this horrific stuff, and you forgot that Brian was saved by the when the news van almost hit him. And so they're like, hey, go check on the grill. And Brian goes over there and he's like, all right, guys. And they're all just talking and then they hear, they're, no, they, they're, they tell they're like, the story. Yeah, you know, he that, almost that, died. That, uh, that Rory guy, the news fan almost hit him. And, and he they, saved and him. More boring West Bentley. And Kimberly turned to look and <laughs> his body just explodes and the arm comes landing in front of his mom. And she's like, Brian. And she's and like, I'm sad because I like it meeting her and this is a little bit well done. <laughs> You're so much but darker than just I Just think ever of the be. freaking like think of the freaking cop though. Like after going through all this terrifying thing of sharp objects and things like yeah. almost killing him, he picks up the shish kebab and is like Yeah. Like yeah. trying to like it's like, no dude, dude, take it off with a fork or something. Yeah, what are you or doing? Because that's less likely to kill you. I think that we've learned a lot from today. We've learned that any day could be your last. I'm trying to set this up for you, Zach. We've learned that uh, you know, uh life is precious. And you never know that today and today may be your day to die. So live it up, right? If it's going to be the final destination, we might as well make the most of it Queen Latifah style last holiday, if you know what I'm saying. Why did I reference that movie? <laughs> I was so I was, on, I was on such a high <laughs> that I just ruined it. Anyways, that's been our show today, Final Destination 2. We're going to try and do Final Destination 1 at some time and maybe get one of the creators on if, Ooh, if we can yeah, swing Glenn that. Morgan. That's a goal would be awesome. Uh, Steven, where can they find you? Uh, hey, guys, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux. Again, I'm the executive producer of Popcorn Talk, so if you have any questions, I'll do Q&As and stuff, but sure, tweet me your questions and everything. And don't forget, this man, Mr. Ben Bagley, at the Ben Bagley, his new movie came out yesterday. You can pick it up. It's like 7 bucks on Amazon, or you can go to the stores and buy it at the store Walmart, places. Best Buy. Just make sure you look for the signs. Look for the signs, Yes. The Funhouse Massacre, it's on Amazon, iTunes, DirecTV Video On Demand, FunhouseMassacreMovie.com. Also, if you're in the area, I'm heading right now to Dark Delicacies. We're doing a signing with Clint Howard, Mars Crane, uh, the director, producer, myself, my wife, and we're going to be signing Blu-rays there and posters. It's going to be a lot of fun. But otherwise, just hit me up on Twitter at at the Ben Begley. We're at Guilty Movie Guys here. Until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? Yeah. <laughs> From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.
so they were all dead. Ha, 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 ha.